0: test this mic okay good evening cruisers welcome back to the show it was a bit of a rough ride last week folks i got some feedback about the episode on discovering clues to alzheimer's through data science and unfortunately i don't think my cousin would be able to follow that particular one whilst physically juggling his two young boys and the goal of the show ladies and gentlemen is just that now folks I like to stretch my mind and in turn, stretch yours. I'm learning every week how to deliver content to you in a better way that, um, and it is tricky to do while driving into topics that I haven't heard much about before. Uh, Oftentimes, this requires a basic, sort of foundational knowledge that I have to master, and then I'd like to lay that out for you. And then I can proceed through these very dense research papers and filter out the side roads to bring you what I hope are the five-star stops along the road. I'm not the clearest in my delivery yet, but performing this literature review and complex translation process every week will continue to help me hone my driving skills, and the shows will get better and better. So if you are thinking you could not follow along last week because you just aren't smart enough to know what is going on, don't. I am growing, and your feedback is what fuels my passion to get better. So please, I hope you understand that. And really, I'm asking for all your comments. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can drop a comment on the Reddit channel, and you can email me at cruisingwithwellington@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Uh, and that's just cruising without a G. C-R-U-I-S-I-N with Wellington at gmail.com I think about how to improve the show every day so let me know with that I have a few announcements first I have gotten a new uh, logo design working on a way to upload that to Anchor for some reason it crops out most of the image I have to figure out a way to make that work also I'm looking for um Making a couple of different sticker designs, so if you have any ideas about what you might want to have on the back of your laptop, say, let me know. Uh, I was originally thinking a version of sticker that had the tail lights of a really cool 1962 Impala, uh, you know, the classic six or you know, pair of three tail lights. Very cool, very classy. Uh, so yeah, let me know. A uh, second exciting announcement is that I've gotten word from a local business that they like the idea of a collab, so I'll let you know exactly when that will be, but for now I'm hoping Saturday, the 8th of January, will be the first date for the first Cruisers Cazaree. Okay, Cruisers, I have a fun tech today for... For you, the ideas for it have been percolating since 1923 when two Danish scientists made a rock stick to a metal by applying a high voltage. This week, we're leaving California. Gas prices are too high for our guzzlers, and we are cruising along to Illinois and then on down for a short stop in Texas after that. The topic of discussion for today is. The controlling is is the way to control how a surface feels using electronics, otherwise known as surface haptic technology. So in the town of Evanston, Illinois, in the Windy Halls of Northwestern University's Department of Mechanical Engineering, a group of professors led by Dr. Craig Schultz detail the ways of controlling surface textures. As usual, folks, we'll be taking a Turn first down theory lane, then making a right onto hardware and testing square, followed by a smooth turn back onto the on-ramp to the future. So first, how can one control surface texture? What's the theory? Well, to start, when whenever we talk about surface texture, we're really only talking about its roughness or its smoothness. The temperature and wetness, for example, are other factors unrelated to this particular sensation controlled by haptic technology. According to their 2015 paper titled Surface Haptics via Electroadhesion, Expanding Electrovibration with Johnson and Rabeck, Schultz explains that the idea of simulating roughness and smoothness with electricity is as easy as attracting and repelling forces. The idea is to use the body's natural current to either attract or repel electrons flowing um, apparently just inside our skin in subcutaneous conductive fluids. This toys with the apparent friction our finger might feel when pulled closer or pushed further from the surface. To quote the researchers, one version of variable friction technology is ultrasonic vibration, which acts to reduce friction between the finger and the surface. In a second version, applied electric fields attract charge in the finger, pulling it uh, closer to the surface and increasing friction. Both of these methods, I assume, work on a scale so that you can simulate roughness and smoothness with both. So, which of the winners are we going to be talking about tonight? Well, the latter actually has two significant advantages in terms of cost and structural composition. It turns out that sucking the finger closer using electrical fields and electricity requires only microamps of current, which is extremely low cost to our current battery technologies. The other benefit is that the surface uh, being manipulated can be solid, much like, say, a touchscreen. On your tablet or iPhone. The other benefit is that the service, uh, sorry, yeah, can yeah. So the efforts of this paper and the one I will briefly mention recently published by a team at Texas A and M focus on this method, also known as electroadhesive haptic te- technology, or what I like to call Zap Gap technology. And the reason for that is the tiny microscopic gaps between your pinky and the plate with chocolate sauce on it. This gap, typically, fills, typically filled with air, acts as a roadblock for the charge in the surface to reach through to your finger, causing a force uh, that attracts your pinky closer to the surface. Uh, the technical term for this system is called a capacitor. If you have heard of that before, it sort of acts like a way of storing charge. But your finger has a charge on one side that wants to meet up with the opposite charge built up on the surface of the material you're touching. And they, and that creates a significant electrical force that pulls them together, sort of like a magnet. So cruisers, let's make our way through hardware and testing square. A little bit. It's not very complicated, this one, which is nice, (laughs) considering the other ones we've been talking about. So, some interesting and fun sites to see here. The folks at Northwestern used an aluminum paint to make a smooth surface for someone to pass their finger over. Then they had uh, the lead author swipe his finger over the surface to uh, a metronome beat, and they measured the force of friction the finger felt from moving side to side, and the pulling force the current created by using a tool called a tribometer. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Tribometer has many different setups, one of which is using weighted pulleys to see how much weight needs to be applied while an object is pulled across on the other end of the pulley, across the surface of of interest. The researchers concluded then that they were able to measure the forces in terms of pounds that the current created, not not ounces or anything less, pounds actually, with only a hundred microamps of current. Okay, not very much. To conclude the paper, the researchers created a mathica- mathematical model that, for once, I've been able to easily digest, and they discussed further investigations. There was one qualm I had with this experiment, though that what which was that they just regarded discarded half of the data from the finger swiping test uh, because they thought that the finger had to dry first before the true measurements were revealed. Um, but I must say I don't dry my hands every time I touch a new surface, so um, the the perhaps the uh, applications the practical applications of this experiment aren't truly there yet so folks starting on to the on-ramp to the future let's examine what research is is occurring on this matter today in the advanced materials journal published in 2021 by wiley dr hipwell from texas a m uh, their mechanical engineering department describes her work pursuing the best little microscopic shape like a cone or a trapezoidal pyramid or even a triangle for that for the transfer of the charge from surface of tablets, for, for example, in order uh, to your finger in order to develop a neat innovation, which is to let consumers feel the fabric of a big old lazy boy they found on Craigslist on their tablet, say. This brings me to extensive applications of this technology. The holy grail, they say, is the consumer shopping experience online. But uh, should this take off, I can see it affecting the industry in many ways. For example, someone somewhere, maybe United Laboratories, will come up with a standard database for surface type and electrical charge amounts. And say, and they correspond, so leather will have X amount of current flowing through it or friction um, sim- simulated for it, for example. And when I order that Lazy Boy, uh, and it turns out to be rougher than the company made it out to be through my tablet, I could go to small claims court and demand my money back because my buttery skin took physical damage. Something like that ridiculous, but... Anyway, I see that happening potentially. I also see applications for the blind and deaf for shopping and experiencing the world better. I also see the ability to create electric blankets that actually feel as soft as a cloud, for example. Um, An interesting thought I had based on a um, topic that Dr. Hipwell mentioned her Texas A&M paper was uh, fatigue. We experience the digital world through our eyes and our hearing, but not through our haptic uh, senses. And so we can get sensory overload through our eyes and ears and so forth, but by incorporating feeling, we can diminish that and spread our experiences, our workload over different bodily senses. So there's potentially a military application, perhaps for people who sit at a computer all day um, and their eyes get tired, well, then they can use their haptic zapgap technology to relieve their senses somehow. Uh, of course, these are all sort of, uh, of course, uh, yeah, these are <laughs> kind of crazy ideas, but of course, there are all sorts of uh, virtual reality implications as well. Cruiser, thanks a ton for listening this week. I hope you had a fun time. I love talking about these technologies and sharing them with you. Please share with your friends. Drop a review on Apple Podcasts. And as always, we will be back in the leather bucket seats next week. My song recommendation for this week is Flow, F-L-O-E by Philip Glass.